0: Happy Wednesday! Happy Hump Day! Do not forget. I know it's easy to forget, but do not forget to hump someone you love today.
1: It's especially easy to forget today since neither Do nor Brew are here today. I had like a feeling of maybe bringing Brew, but you know it's just so much work, and I had a. Oh, you're telling me? No, but Do is a full grown adult. Still, so much work. He takes himself to work. He packs his briefcase. It's still back breaking. He brings his lunch. It's back breaking. Brew, it's like a little baby. I'm coming. Coming up on my one year anniversary of Brew's Homecoming. Your one year brand anniversary? My one year brand anniversary. Like my time hop yesterday, it's like the crate getting set up. And like, I'm just.
0: I remember those days.
1: I think it's like six days till the brand anniversary. And I'm literally just going to, like, cry all day. Like, I'm so, it's just so crazy, this journey that I've been on in the last year. <laughs> yeah. And what this man, Brew, has brought to my life. and What I his just, role in the journey was. And I don't know if anyone out there is thinking about getting a puppy right now. And I know it's a lot of responsibility and a lot of work. Yes. But I just need to let you know. I don't remember any of that. I only remember the love. It has been worth it on every single level. And Brew actually took kind of a long time to get trained. And, you know, sometimes he still has his moments. And (laughs) I wouldn't trade it for the world. So if you're looking for a sign to get a puppy or even, you know, a cat. or Eh,
0: No, this is not a sign to get a cat. A
1: hamster. Sure. A pet of any sort. A pet rock. Do it because it will change your life
0: couldn't echo that sentiment any harder if I tried. I mean, I mean I've mean, i been like trying to tell everyone this, like forever, like that first year, it is hard, you know, not to minimize. minimize, it's hard, but my God, is it worth it.
1: It's And you know what, now looking back at the year, like that portion where Brew literally needed to go out every 30 minutes feels like it was, you know. A dream. No, but it feels like it was such a short period of time. They just need to grow a little bit to get the bladder bigger. And then they can hold it for longer. but at that time it was just still so exciting, and I just I'm feeling, you know, very grateful for the brew in my life.
0: I absolutely love to hear that. Happy anniversary to Bruno, to you, Zach, the whole family. We'll be
1: celebrating the whole week. So yeah. I think we're going to do seven days of brew love here that. at
0: the- <laughs> Unfortunately, I am gone for the next seven days. So I will ben miss it. Ben said
1: he was going to be happy to celebrate Great. for the first three days because he loves being an uncle to brew, even though I think he's met him like three times.
0: No, Ben loves brew.
1: He does? Yeah.
0: He talks about Bruno all the time. He said that? Yeah.
1: No, he literally doesn't even know brew. No,
0: not at all. Um, but speaking of Ben, today is my last show of the week because I'm headed to Roma to eat some spaghetti you know i was actually thinking this morning i do not know like one thing i don't know how to say anything in Italy, italian yeah you do ciao
1: ciao um bella i
0: should have done babble
1: it's not too late do it on the plane because like honestly, classes are
0: snackable traveling to a country where you don't know like and even like you know where's the bathroom like it's kind of dangerous
1: Bongiorno. i think i'm fluent Bene. Mozzarella.
0: Mozzarella.
1: You should do Babbel on the Plane. 100%. Snackable
0: classes. Today's not sponsored by Babbel. No. I was just thinking last night how I legit don't know like one lick of Italian. But Ben is filling in for me tomorrow, Friday, and Monday. So if you have something you've been wanting to ask Ben or just something you've been thinking about getting Ben's take on, let us know. Yeah. Ben is full of
1: takes. He is full of takes. They're I'm usually... Terrible. I look forward to hearing what he brings to the table. You know, I do love an out of the box take. Mm-hmm. I do. So OTBT. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. So I am here for whatever he wants to bring yeah. to the show.
0: No, you two will get along swimmingly. Like Ben, like when it comes, to, when I ask him to like form an opinion on like toe stuff or just in general when he's having a, like an opinion on something, he'll come up with like the worst take ever, just because like he wants to be like contrarian and different. And, you know, that element I do respect, but the take is so bad. No, you
1: can't just do it for the sake of doing it, you know? Can I be
0: honest with you? Sometimes it feels like
1: you have your, like, controversial takes, like, just for the sake of being a contrarian. And that's your feeling, and that's not fact. I don't do it for the sake of it. I do it because I think most of the time, if everybody's saying the exact same thing and it seems too simple and too good to be true, you know, there's multiple sides to every story, and you've got to look at it from a layered perspective. Sure. And I think you should apply that to all areas of your life. Some things aren't so simple. And sometimes the majority, they don't know what, the, they, they got it wrong.
0: No, I mean, that's definitely true. But it's not like all the time.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, happy for them, period. Yeah.
0: You're full of hot takes. So it should be a very interesting week with you and Ben. I mean, it's just, it makes for an interesting show. 100%. So that's Thursday, Friday, and Monday with Ben. I'll be back on Tuesday. Try not to miss me so much. I am really, uh, I'm actually going to watch, I can't do Babel on the plane. I'm going to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie before I fall asleep. I kind of just need some inspiration from Miss mm-hmm. Ungermeyer.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, have
0: yeah. fun. And I'm going to uh, listen to the soundtrack. And I actually, if you have any good um, captions, like Lizzie McGuire, I like forgot all like, the, I don't even remember what happened in the movie. I just well, you're remember. you're going to watch a movie. Sneaky Brown knows where the hidden agenda. agenda. But if you went to Rome and you have like, some good captions that you use that are like Lizzie McGuire, Miss Ungermeyer, like, references, do send them my way because I'm I'm curious. You're about
1: to watch a movie. You're going to no, be that, chock but full.
0: No, no, no. Just because I watch a movie, I need, like, creative, like, maybe ideas for TikToks. Like, something, if you have
1: if you have any ideas, just send them my way. Okay. Do you plan on doing a lot of content on this trip? A hundred percent. Cool.
0: And it's going to be all Lizzie McGuire. Like, what else is there to do in Rome except talk about the Lizzie McGuire movie? That's true. What other movies take place in Rome? Like, none. Um, What's that Anna Faris movie? What happened? No, not. Something about Rome. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like one of her million like rom-coms. I think like Josh Duhamel was in it. I don't. It's like they built. What is that movie? Hold on.
1: Romantic comedy. Are you but do sure? you know what I'm
0: talking about? Romantic comedy Rome. Is um. Mm. Nah. Am I making this movie up in my head?
1: Yeah, because it doesn't ring a bell and I'm quite familiar with
0: her catalog. No, but maybe not Anna Faris, but like one of those girls. Like, what's it about? Like Rome. I don't know. <laughs> There's like a wedding in Rome. Like, he's going to be her date. Honestly, it didn't come up. Like, I haven't seen it. But I'm sure it's not I'm to sure. Rome with love. I don't even know what that is. There's a Sarah Jessica Parker movie, All Roads Lead to Rome. That's not it. Maybe I am just like making what up this movie What about the one with
1: Brittany Murphy and Ashton Kutcher where they're like just, newlyweds? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. Um, honeymoon. They're on their honeymoon. What's that movie called? Google it. That is the best movie. And is it
1: in Rome? No. It's Rome vibes. Okay. Uh, but it could be, you know, like Milan.
0: You know, that movie is like always playing on a e, movies we love. What is this called? I think it's
1: just married. just, just married. married. Okay, where does it take place? everywhere just married
0: okay so it was nominated for a golden globe what okay it doesn't have like their itinerary on here but i don't think that they went to why well, the movie made a hundred million dollars it was that good it was people know
1: quality good. oh venice
0: oh not rome same but different same but different but yeah so like if you have any good i don't know so the only cultural reference i know is the lizzie mcguire movie so got it if you have any good captions that you use and, like, got, like, so many likes on, like, let me know because I want to steal it.
1: Okay. Cool. Simple enough.
0: Because obviously the first one is, like, me at the Trevi Fountain feeling like a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda.
1: Why does it have to be Trevi Fountain?
0: Because that's, like, so Rome. Okay. I mean, I guess I could just, like, geotag, but, like, I want it to be, like, this really Roman picture. And, like, for me, when I think Rome, I think sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda. Okay. Okay. What do you think of? Um, Paolo. Oh, also Eurotrip. But, like, I don't really like, know that movie. Yeah. Or the references. Except, they've elected a new pup when, like, the white smoke comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That'll be one of my captions, too.
1: Okay, perfect. I'm starting You're a Google Doc. You're good dog. to go. No, like, so, there's. You're going to be... have to take a lot of pictures. Do you think your friends are up to the task? Like, your husband's not going. Okay, so Ben's TPG's not going. He's not going. Okay, but I have Abe. Oh, okay.
0: Abe is, like, one of, my, one of my best friends from high school, and he's very, like, actually very artsy, and he can take a pic. Okay. And it's, he knows he's been tasked. Like, Cause I got so many dresses, like I'm gonna look so cute. Except, like I did get this gown that I fully intend to rewear, like maybe to three more weddings. And I'm thinking I actually won't take any pictures at the actual wedding in the dress, like for my Instagram.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea.
0: Because I don't know how everyone's keeping up with all these weddings, like dresses, everything. Like everything on Revolve is on back order. Like you can't get a gown on Revolve until yeah. literally December.
1: That's true. I actually just had to order some dresses, and of course, the mm-hmm. ones that I liked were on pre-order. And of that course, didn't help anything but I do feel like I was actually just thinking about this I do feel like it's easier than ever to get dresses like I remember when I was in college like you would have formal and like you would have to borrow a dress from a friend right and, like, right, right. now these girls just have a revolving door of revolve packages with like formal dresses I never went to a formal like you haven't lived really what was what did they do it was just like It was like a college party, but it was formal. So So like everyone dressed up. Everyone dressed up. What did boys wear? Like suit, very nice. And you had a date, so there was like a romantic element. And so some people just like invited a friend for formal. But like sometimes it was like if you had a crush on someone and like they have a formal, are they going to invite you? Oh man! And And how many times? How frequent were the formals? So like each fraternity, each group would have like one a season. So like two a year per house. So, there's a lot of formals going around. And
0: how many houses are and there? And like, sometimes 15?
1: they would have, it depends on the school. Right. And also, I'm sure that depends on the school, too. But also, sometimes they would have like a, a formal and a semi formal. Like they had the big one mm. and a smaller one. Mm. So, it's just like, was really So, cute how many formals did
0: you go to? And when you ask someone to a formal, is it like a big deal or do you just like send
1: it via text? You send it via text. Okay. okay. But like, it's a big deal. No, but they don't make like a big, production. no, it's not prom. Okay, it's not week.
0: like a proposal. It's not prom. It's not Rocciela. No, it's
1: not Um. How many formals did I? I went to a fair share of formals. Like,
0: were you like a gal who got asked? Because honestly, I think as much as it sounds really fun... I'm so you grateful. Think it would be hurtful. I think I'm so grateful I went to NYU because like, okay, let's say all of your it's okay, there's so many,
1: you don't have to be invited to everyone, but like all your friends are going to one and then you're like scrambling to find a date like some pathetic loser. Okay, but like it never really happened in such a sad way like that. For example, if all of your it, But it would happen for me that No, one. but like if all of your friends were going, then they were all going with like a group of guys who were friends, say, and then there was more than likely like someone in their group of friends who didn't have a date and would invite right. you. Like it usually worked out like that. Um but sometimes you like went to a formal where you didn't know anyone, you know, because you're, okay. like, you're just like the you're guy. taking a leap on an yeah. unknown man. That's painful. No, but like it's just that's the closest you'll get to romance. And then, in if, but, if, but if I'm a guy mm-hmm.
0: and like I want to invite a girl who like knows everyone because like I don't want to be babysitting my yeah, date there's that
1: too so, so like, like you could get a, just a friend like a social invite right, so
0: you could get like actually I feel like I might be invited a lot because I'm just like playing this out I went to NYU like <laughs> I just actually feel like I might have been invited to a lot of formals yeah. because like you don't have to worry about me like you can go I don't even need to talk to you like drop me off I'll meet a new guy hang out with my friends but like you'll have a
1: date but you won't have to babysit me and like we can have the best time but like if you need to go do your thing like I'm good on my own yes only thing is like he might want to have sex Mm. with someone. No, and it's I... it's not gonna be you. No, definitely not. Um, so, like... Oh, so interesting. There's, like, this whole part of your life that, it, like... And also, sometimes there would be, it depends on, not on a, for a formal formal, but for some of the, like, more casual formals, there would sometimes just be, like, a socialist of people, girl, like, pe- guys needed, or like, girls. people at the party. Yeah, guys or girls who were invited who weren't anyone's date, we just like them, so... Got it, got it. That could be your... your yeah, input. oh, by
0: the way, I'm, like, the head of the social committee, for sure. Yeah. And, like, I keep the list. Mm-hmm. Love that You know I was watching A TikTok that was like You know top 10 schools That consume the most beer Number one was like University of Wisconsin Colgate was like number four
1: That's crazy Because the population Of Colgate is so, is small. so small It's yeah. like 3,000 max That's crazy yo crazy. That's a lot of beer It's whack I didn't contribute To any of it Yeah Never drank Actually we did keg
0: stands That one time we
1: did. Yeah, or we you,
0: took pictures. You did. You did one too. I don't
1: know if I did. You
0: definitely did one.
1: Maybe for the picture, but still, I was definitely not drinking.
0: Some of my fondest memories are those weekends that we used to visit you at college. Ooh, what a time! Good what time. a place! And
1: just to clarify, I just don't drink beer. I drank like other oh things. Yeah. I just am not a beer girly. Uh, in my old age, I actually have
0: started to enjoy it quite a bit.
1: You have. You know, it's just like something that I don't. That I'm just trying to reconcile. It's like. My college years were just a few years off from, like, canned cocktails. Yeah, like, White Claws. White Claw, Sprint obviously. Society. Sprint Society. Like, that would have changed my college experience if, like, I didn't always have to, like, ha- pregame before because there wasn't going to be vodka, vodka at the party. Yeah. Like, because some schools, like, ban hard alcohol mm. at part. Like, oh, my God. There was so much chaos surrounding like trying to get a drink if you weren't a beer drinker and that like White Claw just solved that. 100% and like
0: now if you go I mean I haven't been to a college party but I imagine there's just cases of like truly White Claw. Oh my god I
1: can't even imagine. I
0: agree like that is a game changer and honestly
1: that's such a good call. Yeah I think about it often I'm happy for the kids now but you know I really would have been just like. My whole life would have been different. Totally.
0: (laughs) Um, But we have an amazing show for you guys. It is my last show of the week, so I'm just going to try and make it my best one yet. We do have a juicy TV recap. We've got Vanderpump Rules, Mm -hmm. which I did catch up on, and last night's episode was fine. Last night was also the season finale of Only Murders in the Building, the most perfect show on television.
1: Most perfect.
0: We watched it. And I also, I did watch the new episode of Impeachment, me and Ben. Ben. Ben literally stumbled in, and he's like, is impeachment on? He doesn't even remember my birthday. Like, but he knows that, you know, <laughs> Tuesday at nine o'clock is impeachment. And I was like, I don't know. And we recorded it and it was on and it was so good. So now you're watching week to week, you think? I mean, I, I didn't plan on it, but Ben all of a sudden is like this timely person and we watch it and it didn't, I mean, I would love to just binge it. It's so good. And when the episode ends, I'm like depressed. Mm-hmm. So we'll see moving forward how I handle it, but. I would love for it to just be dropped, like leave, like it's enough. And when you watch on FX, there's commercials, like it's not a premium experience. But then
1: it goes to Hulu the next day. Yeah,
0: but I use Zach Shapiro's Hulu and he don't have that like extra subscription. Uh-oh. I'm about to like just click it for him. Um, but I bought the whole season on iTunes. So like I just, I read, they download them automatically.
1: Got it. I have them all recorded on my TV. So I'll watch that way. When Can I tell comes. you like how
0: unenjoyable it is to skip through the commercials? Like yeah. when I watch on iTunes, it was literally like a film. It's like an hour long. Yeah there's like it goes black and then it comes and you have to do anything and last night I was like every five minutes like with the clicker like it's so annoying
1: so annoying these are some tough times we're living in
0: so that will be the TV recap segment we've got the fast five and I don't have anything else to say unless you do
1: no I had a lovely evening of nesting last night I cooked like so I started because I just wanted to make a salad to go with my dressing I was still in the fridge and then I was like I have some chicken let's cook that up and then I was like we need a starch made some pasta so I really um created a whole culinary experience it looked
0: really good it
1: was really good and when I'm so funny like I just decided at like four o'clock I'm like time to cook dinner and then I go to get Zach and he's like still on calls and I'm just like Oops. he just had lunch I'm like <laughs> it's like five thirty. he's like yeah. still working and I'm like why don't you want to <laughs> eat my meal? And it's like, cause you started cooking at four, four o'clock. o'clock yeah. Like I just don't plan at all. So I got to get better about that. But it's like, I don't do the cooking for like mealtimes. I do it cause it's an activity. Obviously. So that's just, that was fun. And then I read a lot last night. I'm reading apples never fall by Leanne Moriarty. You know her. Mm-hmm. She's big little lies. Mm-hmm. Nine perfect strangers. Husband's secret. Husband secret. What else forgot, which is still my favorite Leanne Moriarty book, but maybe it's just cause it was the first one that I read. And I'm really enjoying Apple Summer Fall. For some reason, the description like made me think it was spooky about like a murder. It's not spooky at all, and I just like love her voice, Leanne Moriarty. Like I was cracking up this character that's like the mom of the family. It's just so funny, and she's like the house is so quiet now that all her kids are grown. So she listens to podcasts like on her like Beats. The morning toast all throughout the day so that she can be like, and her daughter has like migraines so she listens to like living with migraines and oh. it's like she's such a, she's hysterical so I'm really enjoying the book hopefully I finish it like today I've well, been on a reading like bit plowing through reading
0: well I haven't but I am charging my kindle for my trip and I was thinking that I wanted to read excuse me excuse me
1: <gasps> bless you that I
0: wanted to read that new Housewives book by Dave. We're going to
1: talk about it in the stories. Okay. Because I want to talk about okay. to read or not to read. Okay,
0: same. So then I'll save what I was going to say. Okay. Um, and I also have Beach Read on deck. That's all I was going to say. I haven't read it yet.
1: I liked it when I read it. I don't know if that's your next book. We'll talk about okay, it. Okay, then give me some like just generic, you know,
0: murder, <sighs> thrill, romance. Something like silly, you know. Like what was that book about the girl who got married in Nantucket, but then there was a murder at the wedding?
1: Um, That was... Was it Ellen Hildebrand? Yeah.
0: 27. No. The perfect couple.
1: The perfect couple. Yes, Like some shit Ellen. like that, you know? Okay, okay. I'm going through Something my... Something nonsensical. Nonsensical. I'm looking. I've, I've had a, such a weird year of reading. Jackie,
0: my flight is at 5.30. And I get in at 7 a.m. That Rome time. Like, do you sleep the whole time?
1: Well, you'll sleep as lot, much as you can.
0: Yeah, but like, should I take like a sleeping pill? And just, like, try and sleep the eight hours. So I wake up, like, refreshed
1: are 7 a.m. in Rome. Yikes. I know. I don't know. Or do you sleep a little bit more when you get to the hotel till like, 11? Yeah, but, like, once I'm in Rome, I just want to, you know, be a sneaky brown noser with my hidden agenda. <laughs> that is true. Do you read The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth yet?
0: No, I didn't. It's really good. Okay, done. I think that's the one. We okay. stand Sally Hepworth in this house. We
1: really do. I need to, like, go read some of her other books. But... Before I can do that, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: I just remembered I didn't put on deodorant today. That does not have anything to do with today's sponsor. I just, you know when like you lift your armpits and there's like a little- Moisture. No, not moisture. I wouldn't say moisture actually. I would say more of like a textured stickiness. You know, like when you like lift, and like the flaps of your armpits like are sticking together. Yep, yep, yep. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't put on deodorant. Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. Did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? We're talking egg count, menopause timing, if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or even PCOS. So these are all good things to know whether or not kids are in your future. And there's so much about fertility that's a complete mystery. And that's where modern fertility hormone tests come in. Think of your fertility hormones as tiny detectives that can bring you tons of insight into your egg count, reproductive timeline, and even possible outcomes for egg freezing and IVF. It's everything you need to know to get proactive about your fertility. So you can get really important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving your house. Modern fertility makes it possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. it's time for a new type of education that puts your reproductive goals front and center. So the traditional guidance with fertility has always been just wait and see. But now we have tools to help us plan and track for everything in our lives. And fertility is absolutely no different. Knowledge is power. So you, the more you know, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. You've probably thought that the next step in your career and your relationship, but what about next step for planning kids? Women are having children later in life, but biology has not changed. So Modern Fertility is an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label. You'll get your personalized test results within 10 days. The traditional de- testing at your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159. And if you go to modernfertility.com toast, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility. So Modern Fertility is offered our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast, which means that a hundred and fifty nine dollar test is now gonna cost you one hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Um so get that twenty dollars off your fertility test at modernfertility.com slash toast. Toast awesome. toast.
1: Okay, our first story, just this has been a roller coaster, you guys, and right now we're on another. I would say we're going up, we're climbing. Lala Ken is home with Randall, according to TMZ, and not calling off the engagement yet. Lala and Randall are trying to save their engagement. TMZ has learned they're at home together working on their relationship, even as rumors fly that they've split. Sources familiar with the situation tell TMZ that Lala and Randall have not broken broken off their engagement despite reports to the contrary. They're told Lala went to the Beverly Hills Hotel on Sunday night and stayed there as part of a planned night out with her girlfriends. And she's now back home in the couple's Bel Air estate. Mm. And according to like the Instagram photos that they've been posting, it does look like referencing the pictures she's posted it actually looks like that's in their house they also have a podcast and they released a podcast
0: episode yesterday um and mentioned nothing of this
1: well it probably was pre-recorded
0: um I read somewhere that it was like just recorded but I don't there's no proof of that
1: yeah I feel like they probably recorded it even a few days ago but then also so I saw this article from TMZ and I was feeling so hopeful because I you know TMZ is usually Right. pretty truthful so i was like okay this is really good news and then also did you see that randall posted a video of two girls like working in his office are so those the two girls from nashville so were he's they, trying to make were it they seem, truly just working on business so
0: he was in the nashville um, lobby with a blonde and a brunette and in his office are a blonde and a brunette and he posted them not saying anything but i think wanting us to like infer that but there is other damning evidence from this situation it's not just those photos I believe there are text messages floating around um so he's not completely out of the woods yet but I don't know like you know Sheena said something really fucking mean on on um Vanderpump Rules last night when he when or maybe it was two episodes ago because I just caught up when Randall was like no I don't change diapers and she was like Sheena in her confessionals was like, I could never be with someone who, like, refuses to change a diaper no matter how much money he has. I guess Lala can be
1: bought. Yeah, no, she keeps saying mean stuff about Lala in her confessionals. They must not be friends right now. That's, like,
0: a really mean thing to say. Yeah,
1: and weirdly enough, last night on Banner Pump Rules, this sort of conversation came up between Lala and Sheena where... Yeah. um Lala was pretty much telling Sheena like how you get them is how you lose them and also Lala to herself is like and I understand that about my situation and it's like a concern of mine right like that's it's something that lives in the back of my head and like I actually I think a lot of people saw that scene and were like oh how ironic but no, I like, actually how, what moral high ground do you
0: have no, Lala but I thought I had a lot of respect for her like owning it completely
1: yeah they are like how can you talk about bra considering what's going on in your relationship now but it's like watching that scene it, Lala has such a good head on her shoulders and the fact and it's true so many times people get into a relationship you know they were married or separated and then and the saying goes how you get them is how you lose them and, and Lala is aware of that doesn't mean she's not going to be with Randall or give him a chance but like it's not something that she's going to like blissfully be delusional about yeah so I actually thought that it was the perfect scene to watch while we're all like dealing with Same. this news because it's like oh whatever regardless of what happens like she's gonna be fine nothing is going to surprise her no
0: and Lala didn't think that like sh- this was out of the realm of possibility and Lala's at all. not
1: living her life like Randall is like will be there forever and I don't need to do anything ever like she and, and that's she has, really like, what
0: like Sheena does like she, with everyone yeah
1: she has multiple businesses like I think she's always you know planning on taking care of herself if it ever comes to that. So, I don't know what's going on between Lala and Rand. I'm I'm feeling extremely hopeful. This is some good news for the Landel stands. Our ship, you guys, it's not sinking like
0: I think it's more Rala.
1: It's whatever you want it to be. And I I'm feeling like for once, you know, my optimism has paid off.
0: Yeah, no, you're always like delusionally optimistic and like more often than not, like Kim and Kanye, like the world lets you down. So like you needed this. With
1: Kim and Kanye, I actually think my optimism protected me because I never really had to deal. Like, So when everyone was reporting that they were separating, divorcing, and they never confirmed it, I was like, okay, well, they haven't confirmed it. So it's like, I don't have to grieve yet because it might not be. Mm-hmm. And then by the time she did share it on keeping up, I was way more prepared to hear it. Yes, of it. course. It lo-
0: softened the blow And all then the time. I was like, okay,
1: so that's true. Like they're not together, but this isn't now new news to me. Like I'm okay with it. And now they're in a place where they're so simpatico that it's like, I never had to grieve. I skipped the grieving process that's altogether. That's true. And now I'm so familiar with the idea of them not being together. Being like
0: separate, but Like, simpatica.
1: Yeah, and so it's the best case scenario. Sometimes your optimism can protect you. I do think Lala and Randall will
0: probably be fine. Yeah. Um, That's just like a gut feeling of mine. I have no proof of that. But um, I would love some clarification on what the fuck's going on, for sure.
1: She was also spotted walking without her engagement ring on. But she was also, like, not dressed up. So maybe she just, like, didn't put her jewelry on. I just want to say. I can't abide by that.
0: Like, okay. I literally hate when people are like, she wasn't wearing her ring. Like, it's maybe for a guy it means something. Because, like, Ben never takes his ring off. He, like, sleeps in it, showers in it. If I'm home, my ring is off. If I'm running to the grocery store, my ring is off. Like, so all these paparazzi pictures like spotted without her ring means literally nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Z- zilch.
1: Zilch. Um, I mean, I, I think sometimes celebrities like use it as like a tool to let us know what's going on so if they're at the grocery store with like a sponsored beverage in hand and no ring like okay they're trying to tell us something no but if
0: it's truly a paparazzi like catching you in your natural state yeah at the grocery store getting a coffee and you're not wearing your ring to me that means absolutely nothing
1: means nothing I completely agree so there's still hope between the two of them and maybe they are going through a rough patch like maybe those pictures text messages were just like you know uh a warning sign and maybe they're going to work it out. I'm going to I'm going to go with TMZ cuz it's TMZ saying they're together and Page 6 is saying that they split. So those are two kind of as far as, you know, tabloids Gossip. go, they're kind of reputable sources. Yeah, I mean, honestly. But considering this is an LA, thing, I'm going to go with TMZ. TMZ. I agree. Page 6 has the New York tea, but I do believe TMZ's got it covered in California.
0: Why would Randall cheat on Lala? Like honestly, I was watching her and I'm like she is so gorgeous. Like I forget what I was watching. I think when they were sitting out playing jenga in palm springs and she was wearing like this gorgeous hat and sunglasses and like a little black bathing suit i'm like there's literally nobody in the world who's more gorgeous and she just had a baby like Mm -hmm. what else is out there and she's
1: got the personality too. like she's really the full package we'll keep it interesting you'll Uh always be laughing Mm -hmm. like she is everything of the sort i agree but you know what like when a man is a serial cheater like that like it doesn't doesn't make sense right they don't do it based on logic right they just they've got problems yeah so, that is so
0: lame, like, honestly. Serial cheater? Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like, just don't cheat on your wife or don't be married.
1: That's what, like, the page six is saying, that he has this, like, two sides to him. I don't know if he's a serial cheater.
0: No, but, like, okay, that's a thing, like, serial cheater. And it's just, like, don't cheat on your wife. Like, it's really not that hard. Especially yeah. when she just had a baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ocean is mad cute.
1: Beyond. So, we'll see. We shall see. But, you guys. Time will tell. I'm feeling better than I did at the outset of the I'm week.
0: glad. Mm-hmm.
1: Our next story, the executive producer for Bravo's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills claims Lisa Vanderpump leaked the Puppygate story. Obviously. Okay, so a new Real Housewives tell-all book called Not All Diamonds and Rosé has just dropped by David Quinn. Dave Quinn, sorry, I don't know him like that. (laughs) And there are just, you know, bombs aplenty. It's like an oral history of the beginning of Real Housewives, of a lot of the things that we've seen. So one is that the... Beverly Hills producer is saying that when Lisa lost the narrative in the show and she realized that it wasn't going the way she wanted, that's when she leaked the story to the press about Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy.
0: Okay. So let's talk about Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy. And then let's talk Some about of the other bombs, th- just the book in general. Yeah. So obviously Lisa Vanderpump leaked that whole Dorit dog rescue thing. That's the least surprising thing of all time. But you know, when I was watching Vanderpump Rules last night, I was thinking a lot about Lisa Vanderpump. Like, my God, what a... A relevant person like talk about a fall from grace you know she thought she was too good for the housewives she like didn't even show up at the end but she had this like sickening franchise she didn't need it vanderpump rules like imploded on its own she got her own show that was like actually i think detrimental to her reputation that's how like embarrassingly the embarrassing the, the ratings were and she's just like kind of like flop central now like what in where in the world is lisa vanderpump yeah it's true. I mean, and I guess, still seeing her like hanging out with these children on Vanderpump Rules, and she's like making fun of James's ring because he said he got it from Tiffany's and he didn't. Like, what are you doing? Like, I you're a grown know. fucking
1: woman. I don't know. It's it is pretty sad, and I guess I the thing is when someone like is lying so blatantly, like you know kyle came to her house to, like ask her as a friend did you leak it and she's like no like you at a certain point it's like okay maybe she didn't yeah it's, that's always an element in your mind right. like so reading this it is a little bit surprising that like after all like she died on that hill for that lie she
0: really did even
1: though like in hindsight she's the only one who talks to radar online like they used words that like she uses that were like weirdly specific words like it was written in her voice duh but still at the time I was like well did she or was it someone in her camp right. you know but like nope it was her and was she- it
0: John from Vanderpump Dogs
1: right exactly or someone who like overheard her speaking and then ran and told Radar Online in the same words that she used you know but no, it's not. Sometimes the answer is the simplest one. I just feel like she went
0: out in such a coward-like way, and she's really just gone downhill from there. Yeah. for Like, in so many ways. Like, every time there's something about her in the press, it's never flattering. When the women do refer to her, it's like, in the most negative way. Vanderpump Rules is a fraction of what it used to be, a shell of the show it used to be. And it's just like, honestly, Lisa Vanderpump is kind of irrelevant. Like, she is. You just love to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vanderpump Rules is not, like, our favorite show anymore. But still, I guess she does have, like, her own show on Bravo.
0: Okay, but when she left Beverly Hills, I think that she had the um, energy to do it. Because she was literally an executive producer of the biggest show on television. Like, Vanderpump Rules, for so long, was this, like, rocket ship. Like, everyone was obsessed. Like, everyone on the show was having all the success. Lisa was, like, the girl. And now it's just, like, a regular show, like everyone else. Like, a losery reality show that doesn't have the longevity that it used to.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some of the other stuff that's come out from the book that I've seen so far. Carol. Okay. Carol versus Andy. Um, some spat there. I'm sorry. I just like can't be bothered to care. But did you see that a lot of the women from New York said that Bethany was the one who set up the picture of Tom kissing another woman at the Regency? What? So apparent, this is what they're saying. Allegedly. So I don't, don't want to hear this stuff. Like I want to read it in the book. Oh, you? so you do want to read. Okay, we'll talk about but, the book. But, but then wait. I also
0: want to ask like, if I should read the book and I'll give you my my reasoning on why. I, I don't Same know. Same
1: for me. This is what I read. That I guess Bethany's friend, like Bethany had a friend who Bethany knew was like in communication with Tom. And so she, like, kind of orchestrated them getting together at the Regency and kissing. And that's how she got the photo because she kind of set it up as opposed to, like, randomly her friend was at the Regency and, and got a picture of it. I don't think I believe that. At the time, people thought it might have been production that told Bethany yeah. about it. But More sinisterly, some of the women are saying that Bethany actually like knew about the whole setup.
0: If it's coming from the Real Housewives of New York, they're such jealous women and mm they they like hate Bethany. I don't really believe that. Bethany has like a lot going on. Like she was dealing with her custody battle and her million dollar business and her child. Like I don't know if she has time to set up Tom in the Regency.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I don't totally believe it, but I could see a situation where it's like Bethany knew, they they all had their um, concerns about Tom and Bethany knew that she had a friend who was like Tom was talking to her and she was like, mm-hmm. wait, would Tom really do this? And so she was like, go meet up with him, like do whatever you want to do um, and was maybe trying to like give him the benefit of the doubt that he wouldn't like make out with her in public. Mm-hmm. But then when he did like and she got the picture because her reaction, I'm sorry, that's not acting. Like she was literally like genuine a panic attack. Like, I think maybe even if she did set it up, which I don't think it's possible she didn't. But even if she did, I think maybe he thought she thought that like that wouldn't be the outcome. I do not think it was like a test that he failed.
0: I don't think that she had anything to do with it because if the only proof is coming from like Ramona Singer and Dorinda. Luann. They hate Bethany. They hate her. I don't believe that at all. But part of the reason why I'm struggling with this book, because there is a bunch of good tea coming out, but I feel like I've heard it already. Like the big things are this that you just told me, uh, Lisa Vanderpump. Selling Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy. And then like Carol and Andy do not talk anymore. She went absolutely ballistic on Andy. Um, So I feel like I've heard like the juiciest pieces. And my concern is that this book is published by Andy Cohen Books. It's like their first book ever. It's like his imprint. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine that it would be that juicy because first of all, there's probably a lot of juice around Andy and like Andy had to approve all this book. Like it's, it's going to be a very flattering book for Andy. Um, and I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's not going to go there like a hundred percent because it's like an Andy book. If that makes sense.
1: I think it'll go there on stuff that happened so long ago. That's irrelevant. Like sure. We'll get the tea on what happened between Gina Keo and Vicky, but like, I don't care. I know. And the book I saw Andy hold it up on watch what happens live is massive. So maybe, like, so I don't want... I'm not downloading that on my Kindle. No, I was actually thinking it's much more of a physical read. And it's, like, maybe a cute, like, thing to put on your
0: coffee table. And, like, maybe you just... I agree. It's too big to put on a Kindle. Like, it's overwhelming. It's like a textbook.
1: It's a textbook. So my conclusion was that I wasn't going to read it because I... Like... I don't think I'm that level of Housewife fan anymore. Me too. I've got to read the books too. I mean, so sometimes like when a book comes out that's like has bombshells and you see in like every news article, another day, another bombshell, like Jessica Simpson, it's like, oh my God, I have to read this. I'm not even going to look at the spoilers. This doesn't feel that way to me. I'm like, I'm happy to just get the nuggets from the news.
0: Well, to be honest, it's such a thick book. And I feel like so much of it is about Orange County because it really was the first franchise. I know that Vicky's like very involved in the book, as is Scott Dunlop, who produced... And produces um, Orange County. And, like, to be honest, like, I really don't care about Orange County, like, not yeah. in the slightest. To me, the first franchise is New York. And, like, you want to fight me on that? That's fine. Like, I, I know that Orange County was, like, a year or two before, but the New York women put the show on the map.
1: Yeah. If this book had come out a few years ago, I probably would have read it. Um, but I just don't feel like I. I I don't have the reverence for the show that I once did. I agree. So I don't really care about the tea.
0: And if it was like shorter, I might have read it. But it does feel weird because didn't Brian Moylan just write a book like this? Yeah. Um, the real story of The Real Housewives.
1: Yeah. But is that part of it? Andy's imprint?
0: No. So it feels like this is like the more in-depth version. Yeah. But Andy was so involved with this book, it gives it like the stamp of approval.
1: Yes. But then also, so you, it makes you wonder, like, you know, it's definitely been vetted. Yes, right. Okay, I'm looking at Brian Moylan's book. And, like, book. are they
0: putting stuff in there about how much everyone's getting paid? Like, that's the shit I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't wonder know. if the book's going to do well. I feel like it will. And they're, like, Bravo and everyone, every housewife was at the party last night. Like, everyone is giving it 100%. I'm
1: sure it will do well. Yeah. There's tons of fans.
0: Um, We're going to continue on with our stories, but not before I let you know that today's episode is brought to you by ShipStation. The holidays are coming up, and if you're selling anything online, it's time to prepare for the busiest time of year. Between growing your business, managing inventory, and juggling orders, you've got a lot going on this holiday season. So make shipping the easiest part of your day with ShipStation. So if you have an Etsy shop, you poshmark anything on like a side hustle or your main business, make jewelry. The holidays are nuts. There are so many delays with Shipping, you got to get on top of it. And I highly recommend ShipStation. Figuring out the best way to ship your orders can be frustrating, but ShipStation makes it quick, easy, and convenient. You easily import your orders from any sales channel, automate just about any shipping task, so you spend less time sorting through orders and more time doing what you do best. ShipStation integrates all selling channels into one simple dashboard so you can seamlessly connect carriers, print shipping labels, and get products to the door fast. Over 100,000 sellers use ShipStation in their business. And they work with all the major carriers and give you exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS so you can compare carriers and choose the best solution for you and your customers. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. So again, if you have an Etsy shop, an eBay store, Poshmark, any business where you sell Check out ShipStation. It will make your life a thousand times easier. It's never too early to start prepping for the holiday rush, so get a head start with ShipStation. Our listeners can use code TOAST to get a 60-day free trial just in time for the holidays. That's two months of stress-free holiday shopping for free. Holiday shipping, excuse me, for free. Just go to ShipStation, click on the microphone at the top, and enter in TOAST ShipStation. Make ship happen.
1: Love it. Okay. I love
0: a, a punny slogan.
1: We do love it. Our next story, Celine Dion has been forced to delay her Las Vegas residency over severe muscle spasms. Celine Dion is delaying the opening of her new residency because of severe and persistent muscle spasms she announced on Tuesday morning. The unforeseen medical symptoms have been preventing her from performing, so the songstress is canceling her dates that were originally scheduled from November 5th to November 21st and January 19th to February 5th. If you guys had tickets, I'm really sorry.
0: Well, I really hope she's okay, but selfishly, I'm like, so relieved because November 5th like Brian had tickets in Vegas but it is your birthday and I would never miss your birthday so I said no Brian I can't go to this amazing once in a lifetime chance because I love my sister
1: more than life itself and now it got canceled so I didn't even have to go didn't have to make the choice um this is really like concerning I hope everything is truly okay to I know. Have to cancel so many shows I know and like
0: I'm not saying that what she that she's lying, but like, you know, when, when celebrities release things like this, they always have a reason and it's always something else and it's none of our business. So I really hope that whatever is actually going on, because I don't think it's muscle spasms, these, I don't know if that would take a month, you know, I really, really hope she's okay. Like she's a queen. She gives us so much. Yeah. She is the soundtrack of our lives and like whatever time she needs, like we will give her the time and the grace. I just really, I hope she's okay.
1: Yeah take the time all the time that she needs plus like her performances are so like obviously vocally she gives us everything and more and just emotionally physically, emotionally and so she needs to always be operating at like 100 you know she can't really there's no phoning it in when mm-hmm. you're Celine Dion. so uh, I understand like you know if not everything is is working Perfect. properly then we need to postpone
0: and let's re- like remind remember she's been doing this for so long She's been through so much. If she needs time off, she needs time off and she does not need to give me an explanation. I I also feel
1: like in this day and age, like people postponing tours residencies concert dates like so common it's so common and it's like okay what's another six month wait right no
0: because of covid like we all got our money back and we saw like the world didn't end so now like people are just like shifting canceling adding shows it's like it's actually lovely like it's much more flexible
1: now yeah it is and it seems like less of a big deal like when someone used to like cancel a tour it would be like worldwide news. news and now it's just maybe like you know COVID stuff, they just like use it as an excuse now, probably as well. But it must be a relief for them that it's like they don't have to upend their whole business. Oh, yeah. Like if
0: I'm canceling a show due to poor ticket sales, I'm 100% saying it's because of COVID. Like, 100%. Someone in the venue has COVID. Like, 100%. I'm just you know, like, if I ever cancel a show, I'm, I'm going to regret saying this, it's because nobody bought tickets. Like, that's the only reason to cancel a show unless, like, I break my leg.
1: No, or like maybe something came up in your, say, the ticket sales were like mess, something came up that you'd rather be doing and you, like there's other reasons cuz Las Celine, Vegas Nevada Celine's Dirty Jeans not tour cancelling because of ticket sales. No, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, so
0: like literally I was supposed to go no, definitely not. I was supposed to do a show in Vegas and it was like such a big push. Like I was on a billboard in Vegas and when we launched it's like a 1000 person theater, I sold a 100 tickets. And they were very like to Vegas is a weird market. You sell the tickets 2 weeks before. Like that's just how yeah. it goes cuz people don't know they're going to Vegas until they're in Vegas. And I'm like and I understand that, but like you have to understand how my business works. Like The toasters, the Patreon, like, we are prepared. Like, we get our tickets months in advance. I don't have a good feeling about this. And I'm not traveling six hours, but I was going to Vegas for my birthday. Remember my 25th? Oh, my God, I'm so old. 25th birthday, Ocean's 25. And then I was going to have to go back to Vegas, like, two weeks later. I'm like, I'm not, like, killing myself just to get, no offense, to see 100 people. How pathetic is that? So I'm like, cancel, and the 100 people were upset. And I'm sorry, but, like. But it was COVID. Thank you. (laughs) It was, there was a deadly illness penetrating through the mirage.
1: Yeah. So, what can you do?
0: And I had, like, this it's, gorgeous. It was out of
1: her hands. I had this,
0: like, gorgeous wall that was, like, Bob Saget, Amy Schumer, like, Claudia Asher. And <laughs> I took it down. You should have just done the show just to. Really? Just for that. I just didn't want to wait it out. Like, I'm sure more tickets. I'm sure I could have gotten to, like, 500 by the time of the show but like I hate performing in front of half filled rooms it's depressing trust me I've done it a lot Casino Rama ooh that was dark where is that outside of Toronto it's in Rama Ontario I, honestly I don't even know where it is but
1: that sounds right
0: yeah and it was like a half-filled room, and there was like a bunch of toasters there. But there was also, see, when you play casinos, you get such great deals. Like, why wouldn't you play a casino yeah, game? Like
1: rooms and
0: and you like casinos are just filled with money, so they're paying you more than uh, than Madison Square Garden. Like, so casinos are the best. But you, especially in like this remote part of town, like I'm doing Parks Casino this time around, and it's sold out already because like that's by Philly, so I know everyone who's coming is a toaster. But when you perform at a casino, you get out on the casino email list yeah. to like the VIPs that you know the locals. And so when I was in Casino Rama, I would say there was probably like eight hundred people there in a place that filled three thousand, so it felt very small. And I would say about two hundred of them were toasters, and the rest were just like, "What is this?" Did they enjoy themselves? You know what? I've done worse shows. Like I think I really captivated the people who had no idea like who I am or what I was doing. You have to know who you're talking to because if I'm in a toasty crowd, I could just be like. RDH, and everyone will be like, yeah! But like, if I'm in front of normal human beings, and they're like, RDH, you're like, what? Yeah. You have to like explain it. Yeah. So, not to make this whole Celine Dion shutdown about myself, I just do have a lot of theatrical experience. Sorry.
1: <laughs> but the good news is her world tour is still scheduled to resume on March 9th. Oh. So she'll be back on the road if you want to go see her.
0: Oh, man, I'm following her around for sure.
1: Yeah. It's okay. crazy that that was the last concert that I've been to. So she's
0: going back out on March 9th.
1: We literally went to her concert on March 5th. It will be two years that she'll be... That's insane. ...off the road. That's insanity. I'm so excited to get to a concert. Like, that's really what I miss most in life.
0: So you're not gonna come to Luke Holmes like next month, right? No.
1: And that kills me. I'm gonna have to... Go, I'm gonna have yeah, to throw your phone out. Put my phone in a drawer and like not ever look. Like I will literally have tears in my eyes every time Snitch goes to a concert that like I would you know have wanted to go to. It is the hardest thing. For, that's the only thing that gives me FOMO, and that's like the what I'm so, so looking forward to doing After when I apartment. can. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean not to rub it in i'm so fucking excited for luke comes two nights we're going on both nights at madison square garden like you're just like so proud of my friend luke first not of all
1: allowed to talk about it I'm okay fine sorry. that's fair that's fair like you no 100 when so i'm weird. not on the show talk about it it's just that is going to look at you mean what it's i just didn't break my heart
0: i wouldn't i would i did i say it? you said you, i couldn't talk about it? i didn't say one word i just made an excited gesture to the camera i'm allowed
1: to be excited Okay, Okay, next story. Kristen Cavallari is calling her split with Jay Cutler probably the best decision that she ever made. On
0: Caitlin Burts Stowe's podcast. Yes,
1: Kristen Cavallari went on Off the Vine and she is opening up about her split with Jay Cutler saying it was probably the brightest and saddest time of her life. She said, there's been times over the last 18 months where I'm like, is this the right decision? Jay and I actually went on a couple of dates like months and months and months ago. She was like, we did. But then I was like, it's not there for me anymore. Mm. So I guess they split up and then like she was having second the thoughts and so she was like let's see each other again each other again and it was like nope, nope she said the thing with Jay is we aren't getting our divorce because of love lost which made it really challenging because we were crazy about each other and so I just decided I didn't want to be in a toxic relationship anymore and I had to break it off but that's made it hard and made me sit here and question it for a few months but then going back and dating him a little bit made me reaffirm it like no I know that I'm doing the right thing then also she talks about what we've been we're talking about this week like the divorce and her children and like what is the right path and she said that she wanted her kids to see her happy and believes that they're better off with their parents going their separate ways she said I don't want my kids growing up thinking that this is a good relationship because I got to see my mom get remarried and in a good relationship Mm -hmm. so I knew what one was right So an interesting POV on this discussion.
0: Yeah. And she also was basically like, if we didn't have kids, I would never see this man again. But like, I have to. (laughs) And honestly, that's, you know what? (laughs) She's so funny. No, because you know what? Like that. Did you ever see Marriage Story? No. Is that what it was called? Yeah. What's that one on HBO right now? Scenes of a Marriage. Okay. It was like these two people just fucking hated each other so fucking much and it's like you hate someone that much you, you would never want to see them but you have to see them every fucking day they're in
1: your life forever. forever they are your family
0: divorce is so difficult like i i can't imagine like and that's what she was saying like basically i think she's saying he's a fucking nut and i've now come to you know realize that and i never want to see him again oh but we share um three kids and we see each other every day
1: yeah that's why oh, i didn't get to the part where she calls like Alludes to that he's a fucking man.
0: Well, that's just what I gathered from the clips that I saw, and from what you just said. She said in- she was in a toxic relationship. Like,
1: interesting, interesting. I mean, you know, part of me will always ship. What can I say? No, me too. I thought they were a great couple, and like they had a show, her show, and like even though they, he definitely like came off weird. Sorry, that wasn't the fifth story. I don't know why I'm putting putting it that way. Getting excited. I, I know it's always the best feeling when I can tuck it away. Um. It, their relationship always like came off as like really funny and quirky on the show not but like, like other relationships not like a, well probably like a ton of other yeah. but it like worked for them you know yeah. and, and, and the fact that they were like showing you that side of like Jay and her it's like okay, so that's good yeah but it wasn't good mm. you know
0: yeah but you know what a plus reporting from Caitlin Bristow. yeah great guests, great questions making news you'd love to see podcasts making, making news. headlines
1: you absolutely do. Are you ready now for our fifth and final story? Is it delivery outside the door for us? Yes. It's a stove. It's a stove. Oh, I think I know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. It's a new sponsor, and it's fucking sickening. Oh wow. It's a like an outdoor fire pit. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Obviously not for we won't be we using could, it We in use here. it in the studio, right in front of us. But um, isn't that cool? That is cool. We'll tell you guys about it when um, when it's time when we get the promo code. Um, our fifth and final story, we're just going to go right into it because there's going to be a lot of music in this story. but or, wait, what? Yeah, we're just going right in because I already went in. Okay. We're getting our first look at Taraji P. Henson as Miss Hannigan and Nanny Live. It's been a few weeks since we got a Nanny Live update. Yeah. And now we are seeing Miss Hannigan in her. Oh wardrobe. my God, she looks great. We will post this to our Instagram. Is any a Christmas movie? No. Why is she holding a Christmas ornament? Well, it's coming out December 2nd, and maybe Annie does celebrate Christmas at the Warbrookses. Santa Claus, what's that? Who's he?
0: That was like a good orphan voice.
1: Amazing. Yeah. So this is really exciting just because I think it means like more Annie content coming soon. It's been a while since we got excited about Annie, even though... You know what?
0: It's my job to be honest with you. I
1: know that we have
0: overhyped this. No, that's what I was going to say. I just think I've lost a lot of the joie de vivre that I had for Annie. I did
1: too. Once we started telling other people about it and other people were and like... And hearing
0: it out loud. Yeah, like, not within the confines of this studio.
1: They were like, "That's." They were like, like
0: Nicole Scherzinger? Nothing of the sort. From the Pussycat
1: Dolls? Why not Hugh Jackman? Literally. So, I agree. I have definitely lost some of my zest for Annie. But I want to get it back because it was exciting to be excited about something. And when is it... In such a big way. When and where is it premiering? December 2nd on NBC, Annie Live. Any live, we're gonna
0: give it. We should do like a live stream while we watch it. Like I, we've like I talked know. about it for
1: so fucking long. I know. We it's,
0: have to like go on Instagram Live and watch it separately, like in our Christmas pajamas. We have to
1: do something special for yeah. it, yeah. Because oh
0: wait, we should host like a screening, like at a bar. <laughs> oh, you can't go to a bar.
1: That would be really sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Jackie, I'm telling you, it would be the best night of our lives. <laughs> we'd, we'd all sing along, you know.
1: Yeah. I just want anyone... The sun
0: will f- come out tomorrow. Pick your bottom dollar that tomorrow. And then all the toasters would be like, there'll be sun.
1: Yeah. You know. I just hope that if anybody is watching who's responsible for Annie Live, like, please make it good because we have a lot riding on this at this point.
0: Emotionally, physically, you
1: know? yeah. I just... I don't know if I can handle... Just make us a, proud. I, I don't know if I can handle a big letdown like no. that.
0: Um, okay, well, those are the past five stories and I feel as though you needed to know some of them.
1: Yeah, you needed to know...
0: None of them. You not
1: get You needed to know that Lala and Randall,
0: there's still hope. Um, and we've got our T V recap, which is Chock Full of Goodness, which is brought to you by Current. Sorry, my phone is frozen. Just give me one second if you if you can. Current is a technology company that lets you manage your money on your phone. They believe banking should be more accessible and affordable, with no surprises and no minimum balances. Current's easy-to-use app and debit card gives you flexibility, freedom, and faster access to your money. They have benefits like earning points when you swipe with your debit card at eligible merchants, redeemable for cash back. They have no fees on over 40,000 in-network, all-point ATMs in the U.S. They have helpful spending insights and notifications to track when and where you're spending, and they have easy-to-create savings goals that include a to round up purchases to save extra change and if you get a current premium account you can enjoy direct deposit up to two days early and an overdraft of up to $100 without overdraft Fees. So for a limited time, we are partnering with Current to give away $1,000. That's right, Current is going to give away $250 to four listeners of our show. All you have to do is download the Current app and enter code TOAST during sign up for a chance to win. Remember, that's code TOAST during sign up. The winners will be awarded soon, so don't wait. Download the Current app and sign up in less than two minutes and enter code TOAST for a chance to win that $250 that four people are going to win. Visit current.com slash toast for full terms and conditions.
1: Great. Okay, let's talk about Only Murders in the Building. Okay, okay. Because the 10th episode premiered, we know who killed Tim Kono. Spoiler, Spoiler alert! There will alert. be major spoilers here because the show is over and now we're going to be talking about it.
0: Okay, so Jan's a killer. And to be honest, like, I really didn't see that coming. And even, like, last week's episode when it was, like, she's not the first bassoonist and they found the bassoon cleaner, I'm like, there must be some sort of explanation. And then it really did turn out to be her, and she was a very good actress, like, very diabolical, loved it all, loved the ending, like, him being on the drugs. And honestly, when he stood up out of that... (laughs) Hysterical. (laughs) So funny. Um, But the thing is with this show is, like, I honestly don't even care who... Like, when you watch a thriller, like, I was just watching Clickbait, and I could not wait to get to the end. I'm like, how does this show end? I don't even care. Like, I just love watching these people, like, you know... Go on this journey. Like, I'm not so invested in, like, who did what? And now I see people trying to, like, put together, well, who killed Bunny if he was wearing the sweatshirt and she stumbled in? Like, I don't care. Like, I just can't wait for next season to see the gang get back together.
1: Yeah, so I loved the way that it ended for two reasons. I thought that the murderer was very, like, a satisfying ending, and it made a lot of sense. And also now watching it back, there were so many clues. And, you know, especially because, like, once we found out he was poisoned, and, you know, they do say poison is a women's weapon Mm -hmm. so we should have been able to like narrow it down so I think that felt very satiating that like that was a good killer makes sense wraps it up nicely someone that we know not just like some far-flung character that they throw in so that was great and then two it opened it up for season two I thought maybe this was just going to be a limited series but now we're going to get more murders in the building I would have loved to have seen like some of the podcast success like yeah, you know, like, do they get a sponsor? No, like, like, is Oliver in good financial standing? Right, because the Demases obviously aren't sponsoring the show anymore. So he got that thirty k from Teddy the Demas. Um But then for their finale, like they should have sold it for like you know f- at least fifty k. And like, I just need Oliver to keep his apartment.
0: No, I know. And like now uh, they're like. Under arrest, So I'm like, are they going to be able to operate their business? And like now Tina Fey's like coming in trying to steal their podcast. Like I'm making a podcast about them. But like it was their thing.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure they'll get out and they'll do their podcast um, in season two. I just want to, I just, I'm worried about their financial standing. Me too.
0: Not um, Brazos. Not Brazos. When he like was like, I'm doing stage sips. I was like, yes, Brazos. And then the handkerchief. Like, oh no, Brazos. And it was just a very exciting show. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was so good. It was so well done. It was so funny. Selena Gomez was amazing. Like, I just have you know a whole what? new outlook on her. Same. And she's such a great actress.
0: And she's just a great gal. Like, I was just loving her. I followed her on TikTok this morning. Like, I love Selena
1: Gomez. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. But she hasn't been doing that much promo for the show because I was looking at her Instagram like she doesn't really talk about it. Literally. But like if I were her I would be shouting it from the rooftops this is a work of art. This is the
0: best thing she's done in years.
1: If ever, If ever. It's also the best show in years so like the fact that it's her thing it's it's so cool and there's just really something to be said
0: for steve martin and martin martin short putting out i know they've accomplished so much this is one of the best things i've ever seen them in and you know they're both well into their 60s like yeah if you just love to see
1: two comedians killing it and they're it's just so contemporary like and on the nose and like you know the podcast element it just really and then doing it in a cringy emily in paris way it's hard for shows to like capture the essence of a lot of these like new age things mm-hmm. and they did it in the best way that Singlessly. I've seen so I, I love books and shows and movies that are about podcasts it just gives so much credence to the art it gives so much
0: credence to the art I, I couldn't say it better I don't know why I was trying <laughs> um okay so I'm like sad it's over but I really that was just like a fun journey and I might even watch it again like yeah
1: and you know what I did watch it like two every two weeks, like episodically and it kind of makes it more even though it's frustrating and you just want to know what happens it does make you do feel more involved than when you binge it and like cuz even last night i realized i had two episodes to watch and like i was like binging it so that we could talk about it today and it's like when you binge something you do sort of like miss out on how you feel between episodes That's like true. where who you thought did it before you knew this like it's nice to have some time to reflect and That's true. and and it becomes more In your head yeah for sure um Vanderpump Rules so here's the thing oh wait I want to ask you about last week's episode because do you agree with me about James and Raquel
0: yeah I think they're so fucking cute and nice and like honestly I just don't understand why he keeps saying it's a Tiffany's ring when it's not from Tiffany's um it's like a Tiffany's diamond from his friend so I just need more clarification. I'm sure Andy will dive into that at the reunion.
1: He asked them on Watch What Happens Live. Still no clarification. They maintain that it's a Tiffany's diamond with a setting from his friend. Like, So what's a Tiffany's diamond? I don't know. Like maybe it's like secondhand. Oh. That's the only thing. Like, you know not that he got it like from the real real but like no but like a vintage ring that was from
0: tiffany's and you had diamond is fine and you and, had it reset and then he
1: had it reset that's a I
0: don't perfectly know why reasonable it's,
1: but the thing is they didn't explain it that way so maybe that's not the case that's the only thing i can think of that makes this like logical that's a great explanation they should go with that i think they're great i think
0: that the um proposal was so sweet and really beautifully done. I don't understand why Tom Sandoval paid for half of it. And like when him and Ariana were having that conversation, is she saying like now she will get married?
1: I think she was saying like if, you know, he did all of that, she would say yes to an engagement. That doesn't necessarily mean she marriage. wants to get married. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just like, I just cannot stand Tom Sandoval. He was probably the worst version of himself. I think, I don't think he's ever looked worse in an episode than last night's episode. I think the last time he looked that bad was at Stassi's book signing where he was an animal. And you know what? Who came out of the hero of last night's episode? Ariana. Ari fucking Anna. Because you know what? I, of course, I love people who like stand by their man. But you know what? Sometimes your man needs to be told that he's being wrong. And when it comes from Ariana, I do think it holds a lot of weight as opposed to coming from Katie or Tom. Now the woat of the episode is Tom Sandoval, but it's also Tom motherfucking Schwartz. I cannot stand this man. I don't know how Katie does. Like if my husband ever threw me under the bus... The f- a fraction of the amount of times that Tom Schwartz does, I would suck him in the face, first of all. Second of all, that conversation was so painful. Like, basically what Tom's trying to say is, like, I don't feel comfortable working with you on the restaurant because in the past you've proven that you send me text messages.
1: Yeah, or that, like, you're unprofessional in professional situations. But first of all, like, that's the show. Uh-huh. That's the job. And it hasn't been that and crazy for years, and also you should fucking hope that your restaurant is relevant enough yeah. to bring in the sort of drama. Tequila Katie. Yeah, no, and like if that's what's going, if what happened in the last six years is going on at your restaurant, that means your restaurant is a success.
0: And you know what? I just feel like it's so unfair of Tom to like be throwing. Yes, she was Katie was problematic a couple years ago, and I think she would admit that. Like Tequila Katie, she was like getting really angry when she was drunk and like being mean. And I feel like she doesn't do that anymore. So to to bring something up, Ariana was literally like, "You're talking about something that happened six years ago." Like it's irrelevant. It's so unfair. Like if somebody's making progress and like you're bringing up this old thing, like that's not fair. I, like I actually hate when people do that. It bothers me so much.
1: Right, as if people can't grow and change, and that even if they do, it, it doesn't matter. They're always going to be you're always going to be thinking it by your worst moment. And everyone on that show has had completely awful moments. Like if that's if we never moved on from him, and that's really the one of the things that's so makes the show work so well weirdly is that they do these awful things to each other to themselves and then tabula rasa mm-hmm. they're really able to move on from it so if you want to get stuck in the mud from six years ago that doesn't work on this show so you told me that they came up with a different name what was it i did did someone else tell me that? every week on watch what happens live andy asks everyone who's on um, the guest like what they should name it because did you not tell me that they had a name i don't know well like, katie's two whiskey 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 tom I don't know. Tom and Whiskey? Some people were suggesting that it be called, like... Cariana. Cariana. Something with the girls' names. And then I'm sure Tom Sandoval loved that. Oh, my God. Katie Maloney suggested Once Upon a Tom. Oh, that's what you told
0: me. And that's cute. That's so cute. You know what? Katie is actually a great businesswoman. She grew up in restaurants. She, like, runs her own successful business. She's very good with digital. She takes lots of photos. She's very artsy. I don't think that her being involved would be the worst thing. And honestly, this whole situation would go away if Tom Schwartz, like, had any balls. He'd be like, this is my wife. It's our business. She's obviously being involved. Fuck off.
1: He's so annoying. And the dynamic between the two of them, like it used to be like this cute thing when they were just like a, a, a C C-line plot of yeah. the show. But now that it's A-line and it's like when they were sitting in Palm Springs and Tom Schwartz was like, you did such an amazing job on the Rachel, I'm going to give you the name. I was like. Yeah.
0: Okay. That was so unbelievably lame, and and also this like thing Tom Sandoval being extra, and came over with that basket like full of vagina candles,
1: like, and the face mask. So he did. that's Claudia, not a
0: personality trait. I'm Claudia, sorry.
1: the show is being ruined for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not. I can't. Like, so for me, like the Rochella stuff, and like him being so extra about James's engagement, and then like when it all went well, he was like, "We did it." It's like. no it was nothing to do with this it was really weird it was so weird it was so losery and also like he thinks that he is the main character he is single-handedly ruining the show i it's shocking to me like it's so fucking cringy. I want to jump out of my skin. I know.
0: He's awful. Like, He's really. He's awful.
1: And then, so not only does he do... So if he wants to, you know, spend $12,500 on James' engagement while also taking, like, a mortgage out on his house...
0: Uh, I can't he, watch people and, who make and, such and dumb financial
1: mistakes, like... Make those financial decisions. Like, that's one thing. But then he also acts like an absolute psychopath later in the episode to Katie. And now I'm like, oh, okay, so you're annoying... And you're evil.
0: Goodbye. No, no, and it's like, you're actually making really bad decisions. Like the name, the finances, like you're like, actually, if there's any reason that this restaurant isn't like successful or taking off yet is because you are in charge. Like that's why. So to come at Katie, who's just trying to be helpful. And I get it's annoying when like, when you have ideas and someone like is being constructive and it's just like basically tearing your ideas down. But a bad idea is a bad idea.
1: Also, they have TomTom, which is like a swanky West Hollywood joint that's named after them if they want this new restaurant to be a little bit different and stand apart, like, they should incorporate their wives. They should mm-hmm. make it, like, if... if El- so it's like, Lisa would always say, and I actually thought it was a good reference, she would say, Villa is where you take your wife. wife, Sir is where you take your mistress, Pump is where you take your boyfriend, and then I think TomTom would be where you take your girlfriends. Yeah. And... Once upon a Tom should be where you go on a double date, like yeah, where you know group fun, group fun. So Jenga. It's the, the, he should be leaning into things that make this different from Tom Tom, because I don't know that there's that enough to go around in this day and age of people who want to go to Tom Tom Part Two and they just, after Sir no, and no, Pump and Vilmonka and manga. like people who go, want to go to Tom Tom but like couldn't get in that night. Yeah. No,
0: I mean, this restaurant storyline is actually so uninteresting just because Sandoval's taking it over. But the Sheena and Brock thing is actually really interesting. And, like, I do feel really bad for Sheena. And also, like, I kind of, like, like Brock. Like, I think that he brings good energy. And I do think he's 100% right about Sheena's mom. Like, I get that it's your mom, but, like, if we're paying someone on salary, like, I can wake up early and go to the gym and play pickleball because we have someone on salary. Like, and it's just awkward that it's Sheena's mom. But, like... That's what it is. Yeah
1: that that didn't bother me so much about it. I and mean, when I said that last week, like him going to play pickleball and like he because he's like striving to win and do his best with like, the group, was cute to me. Cute, cute. Like, but so fun. I actually
0: really did side with him on like the Sheena's mom stuff. And obviously it's fucking weird that he hasn't seen his kids in four years and like, I guess okay, two years under the pandemic, so like two years. But he moved to. America to have a better life. Like he wasn't living like in the desert.
1: He was living in Australia. Like No, and also he they said he moved to America to have a give a better life to his kids. But like is he sending money? Is he sending money home to Australia? Is his wife, former wife accepting money cuz she right. has a new Man. husband. I don't know who's married and who's not. But is their money being exchanged? Otherwise you're just in America for
0: yourself. Yeah, it feels like he moved to America and like is relieved of the fact that his ex-wife has a new husband. He really filled in, like, the step-dad role. And, like, the kids are being taken care of. Yeah. But, like, it's bizarre. And I really want to like him. Like, I actually think he's, like, funny. And I, I like, when he, like, when he was talking about his, how his thighs are so big at Cycle. Like, I, like I, I think he's very different and interesting. But I cannot get past this. And Lala's 100% right to, like, should be telling Sheena all this. Because I know Sheena doesn't want to hear it. But Sheena knows that she's yeah. right, too.
1: Yeah. And how strange about summer and winter. Oh, my God. Lala was like,
0: if, if my husband ever left and named her his kid, Lake, it's so weird.
1: It's crazy.
0: And, like, Sheena's lying that she always wanted to name her kid Summer because she know, we know she wanted to name her kid Madison Marie
1: Parks-Valletta. But she said that that was Rob's name. That's what she said on Watch What Happens Live because, of course, like, Andy asked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see James and Raquel on Watch What Happens Live last mm-hmm. night? I watched, like, up until the first commercial break, and they were, they were doing a lot. First of all, Raquel found her voice. She good. said that Katie is getting involved in the business because she's bored at home. Not well, good. That's also just like not correct. Not good. And she Katie also, is a very successful podcast. She also said that um, they're just like completely team Tom, the two of them. And of course, they, they were, have to be. They were asked about Lala and Randall, and James said he really didn't know anything. But every time, like, Andy asked a shady question, which it should just be called, sh- like, Watch Shade, shade with no li- Happen yeah. Live. Watch Shade Happen Live. And James, like, always, like, hesitated, was, like, about to give, like, the shady answer, and then, like, said the nice thing, because I don't think he wants issues with Lala. Yeah. But, like, there's something something there.
0: Yeah. Ugh, I mean, like, I really do like James and Raquel. And, you know, Tom Sandoval is actually so far up James's ass. Of course James would be on his side. Um, I'm so Team Katie. Like it hurts.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm so Team Katie this season, just on every level. Like, of course, she's being Colorado, hilarious. So she's being hilarious. Like, n- no one wants to be there, least of all her, and she's just giving us everything by giving us nothing.
0: But you know what? It was really interesting just to hear even Lisa. Um, mention Stassi and Jax and Brittany like it was crazy because and and you know what I think a lot of us have wondered like if Katie wants kids and it's real I'm like really sad for her that she like had spent a lot of COVID trying and never got there and it's just like people are so annoying when they ask that question but hearing Lisa like even just speak of like the dead cast members I'm like what it was crazy it
1: was shocking and it was like I was glad that she said it because it's like we're all thinking it obviously it's not it's one thing if it was just Sheena and Lala. Mm-hmm. Like, those aren't even Katie's closest friends. But when you add in Brittany and Sassy, yes, everyone around her did just have a baby. And we just do need to acknowledge that. Yeah. In telling the whole story. Yeah,
0: I thought that was. And then also they were referring back to Sassy's book signing. Like, it was just crazy to hear her name.
1: Yeah, it, it was.
0: Um, okay, so that was Vanderpump Rules. And then impeachment. Jackie, it's so fucking good. And last night's episode was the part where, like, the media takes on Monica. And it was so sad and it really got me thinking like two things. One, how wonderful that there was no internet because she was glued to the television like watching late night. And like, mm-hmm. it's so crazy because this was like not even long ago. And the things that like Jay Leno and like Dave Letterman, who everyone's like, Dave Letterman, the things they were saying like were so fucking evil. And it's just, it's not even like it was that long ago. But the fact that there was no internet is such a blessing for Monica. Like I can't imagine how much worse it could have been. But like they, they did an SNL skit about Monica and Linda. And like Linda was like this heavy woman and like John Goodman played her. And like, you just see Linda like, Linda's the fucking worst, but like you see her in her house watching John Goodman pretend to be her and like, it's so sad. So while it's crazy, I mean, it's so much better that it happened without the internet. I do think a lot of the shit that, you know, that flew back in the nineties would never have flown today. Like the narrative is basically being like, you know, Monica's legs, Monica, this Monica, that When It's like, no bill, bill this, bill that. Yeah. So I think that like, it would have been better if it had happened now, but it also would have been worse because of the internet. So it's like more content, but the narrative would never have been like, you know, Bill Clinton could get any man in the world and he wanted Monica, like gross, like shit like that. And it was just Beatney Did a really good job. Um, it's it was actually a really sad episode.
1: That's making me really sad. They
0: put on like on the TV like the real SNL skit. I had never seen it. Molly Shannon played Monica and John Goodman played Linda Tripp and it was actually really sad to watch. Like and Beanie Monica, like what was I couldn't get off. She had to watch everything. Like she couldn't stop. And <sighs> yeah, it's just so good. Like I really recommend it. There's three more episodes. I'm going to try and like batch them up, but I'm just lo- and Ben is like, hooked.
1: I'm gonna, I'll watch maybe when there's two left so that I can like come in and slide right into home. That's nice. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So that's really all she wrote. Do you have anything else you want to say before my departure? I'm heading
1: to Roma. No, we wish you safe travels. We hope you're having a great time. We look forward to seeing all the content that Abe captures for you. Thank you so much. And just, you know, enjoy your your time off.
0: And enjoy hosting with Ben. It's always a roller coaster. It's full of highs uh, and lows.
1: That it is.
0: You know what? I do not envy you because when I host with Ben, people like say the meanest things about me. Yeah, but
1: that's different energy. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, I'm excited to watch you and Ben. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be back on Tuesday, but Jackie will be back tomorrow. Our stable queen. And thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast Monday Morning Show, where we deliver the best five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe, and give this video a thumbs up. Also available as podcast anywhere podcast can be found, so it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I cast Castbox, all the places where you have to listen to podcasts. Find us this Morning Toast with five stars about a beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Why wow, that was the fastest I've ever done it. Yeah. If you made it to the end of the episode, why don't you drop an emoji on our most recent Instagram? How about the bowl of spaghetti in honor of my trip to Italia? And I'll bring you back some spaghetti. Thanks.
1: Love you guys. Bye. Bye.